0: This is Make it M.I.P. with Massimella of... Mark Thompson. Make it kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, honored to have her on the show with us today someone who I did a little something with in the not too distant past. She was running for re election. Uh, as president of the National Organization for Women, as many of you know, I am a life member of NOW, and she actually won re-election. She is the president of the National Organization for Women, beginning another term and one with a, a significant amount of the vote. So we, of course, want to get an update on NOW and what NOW is doing and the state of NOW from her and her in her position as president, newly reelected. But of course, it's also timely. I think if we're going to watching television, there's a whole lot of guests talking about Cuomo who are men. Uh, I'm like, well, why don't we talk to some guests that are women about what happened in the news with Mario? I mean, with uh, Andrew Cuomo, i about to call him his father's name. President Christian Nunez joins us now from the National Organization for Women. Now, Christian, Madam President, congratulations on reelection.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Mark. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you for all you've done to help
0: uh, with the election
1: and the campaigning.
0: Well, um, I, I was saying I was saying to Christian earlier, folks, I'm honored to have been asked to be involved. And uh, as I've also said to Christian, I am a life member, but I want to be more of a life servant. So I'm at your disposal to you, to the organization I just don't want to be a life member on paper, but, you know, I yeah. want to be involved. And I think it's important that those of us who are men, who are womanists and feminists, you know, get off our rusty dusties and do stuff to help y'all out. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, real quick, talk to us about um, um, how the election went, how the turnout went, um, and just what uh, what's the forecast for the organization uh, going forward in the in the months ahead, it's particularly in light of all these uh, fights that are before us,
1: right? Well, I will tell you, we are really proud. We run on slate, so I ran with uh, my current vice president, and I'm happy to say uh, we ran on a very a slate of in- uh, campaign on integrity, uh, respect. Um, and her name is Bear Edwood. So we, are, we ran together and won together with 64% of the vote. We won with 64% of the votes. And it was 80% turnout um, for those who all um, of all the credential voters. So that's a really high turnout for now. Historically, to have 80% of the credential members turnout. There were 779 credentialed members to the conference and 80% voted. So that's pretty high turnout for now historically. So we're really happy about that. Um, this is our first year having an annual conference, a full annual conference. Let's well, just say last year during COVID, we had our first annual conference. But this is our first time having a full annual conference where we had everything bylaws, resolutions, business and everything over three weekends back to back. So and it was a great conference. Um, we were really excited for the work we did. We're really excited to move in the direction of really focusing on having um, An anti racist, intersectional, multi generational agenda and purpose for now. Um, so that's a big part of what we want to make sure we're doing, making sure now it's moving in the direction of being anti racist, intersectional, inclusive, creating safe space, and really working and to be in alignment and solidarity with um, amplifying the voices of um, BIPOC members, um, members from marginalized communities, and really make sure we're uplifting and bringing those members into leadership. And working in solidarity with those communities as well—that's
0: really yeah. important for us. You, you know, that all of that is is very important. A few years ago, the the popular term uh, that many of us invoked was the war being waged against women—the war against women. Um, I'm an old soldier; I don't walk away from battles until you order me to. So I'm still there. Uh, and and really having given reason not to be there. We don't use the term as often, but I mean, if we look uh, beneath the surface, there are a lot of issues. There are even, you know, some cases that are going to be coming before the court regarding women's reproductive rights, all those types of things. Um, So um, we still need to be in this fight, don't we?
1: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, if you really look at what's been coming, for the cases and what's just happened with oral suppression, uh, reproductive rights, um, climate. I mean, everything that's happening, we're seeing the communities that are most impacted. It's like a, uh, we're kind of like seeing a repetition of what's happened generation after generation, decade after decade. It's just repeating. It's like I feel like I'm putting a record on replay and just watching the same thing happen. I feel like I'm, you know, Jim Crow happened before my time. and in my 40s. <laughs> but my mom you know, and my 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 uncles and aunts, um, and just the things they experienced when they lived. Even things I think even I experienced um, in the '90s and seeing and experiencing. Greece is my experience myself as a black woman. I think I'm still seeing recur. It's just a different name. You know, we're just using different semantics. We're calling it something different. <laughs> you know, it's a different strategy uh, that we're, we're using now to to try to get away with those things. And so. I always talk to my membership and others and saying this is why our movement can't be siloed because we're all being impacted by the same things and the same types of suppression. It's just labeling it different. So this gives more reason to why we have to get in this fight together. And we all have to work together in unison and solidarity. But at the same time, for those who are living the lived experience, that we have to amplify them and lift them up and and follow their lead. Because they're the ones that are living the experience. And we have to let them tell us <laughs> and let them lean in and show us what we need to be doing, make sure that we're doing the right work. So I think um, that's really
0: More MIP after this message. You're absolutely right. Folks, uh, you heard President Nunes mention intersectionalism. Uh, just for the record, um, she is only the second African American president in now's history. She is the youngest person of color. To hold the office, obviously, and the youngest president period in more than forty years. Um, Those are not small things. Those are big deal. When you talk about the race issue, when you talk about the uh, the generational issue. um, Before we move to the Cuomo subject, just in your own words, Christian, the what it means to to get that many votes, to get that much turnout, as An African-American woman and as the the youngest um, incumbent in in 40 years. What does that say about the membership of NOW and the direction you feel they are ready to head toward?
1: Well, you know, I think it says a lot because, you know, NOW's membership is predominantly white membership. It's 96 percent white, I believe. So for me, you know, and, and I would say, you know, we have we still have a lot of work to do with it now. But for them to really, we were very clear, we were very transparent about what we want to do. And my membership would tell you, I'll be the first ones to talk about white supremacy. <laughs> I'll be the first ones to call out the fact we have to challenge those things and we have to challenge structural racism um, because these are the things that are impacting people and it contributes to oppression. So for my membership to accept those as facts and to accept that these are the things that we have to do as an organization to really help the communities that we're trying to help and to understand this is the work we need to do and to be willing to do this work, I think is powerful. Um, and I think that it's eye-opening to see that there are some people who are really, and allies who are really committed to doing this work. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a good thing.
0: Folks, it says a lot about President Nunez too that you know at this time people have endorsed and invested in her leadership. It says a lot about her leadership ability, uh, her character, um, the stature she has within this movement. And we know that you know there's always been struggle and at times tension between black and white women in, in the feminist and or the Movement. So -hmm. this is a significant and timely moment. And we we look forward to uh, nothing but a great success uh, from uh, President Christian Nunes. Now, Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Did did, did it surprise? It kind of surprised me because I didn't think he would do it. Did it kind of surprise you he went on ahead and resigned? He didn't seem like he wanted to
1: yeah, um I, I think he realized he had no other options. I will tell you we called I, we called for his resignation early on. <laughs> uh, now was one of the first orgs that spoke out about this when allegations first came out and when uh, we did a press release back when it first came out and I and I reached out to my New York State um, president. And I talked with her about it. <laughs> and it was, you know, and, and we talked about it. And, and one of the things I was saying is that our organization, we speak and we believe in survivors. We believe what survivors say. Um, and it's not for us to question, it's not for us to um, do anything. But, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm, 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 I'm not surprised because after the investigation, I feel like he felt he really didn't have much option. At that point, you know, so he kind of hands were tied, but he definitely I don't feel like he wanted to do it, especially after her hurt interview today. You
0: know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he did. Now, your reaction to. Uh, and I mean, it's significant. We had another woman, an African-American woman actually announced. The results of the investigation that would be uh, Attorney General Chish James. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what were your thoughts? I mean, we we had heard some things. We knew some things were going on, but then she codified it um, with the investigation and the conclusion of the investigation, the report of the investigation. What were your thoughts? I, 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 it wasn't much worse than you imagined it would be.
1: No, it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, the reason why is that. You know, I feel throughout this whole entire, and this this whole entire story. Um, since women, uh, since accusers have come forward, he's never taken accountability, or responsibility. Um, he's gaslighted his accusers. He's minimized his behavior. He's written it off as, this is just what I do. This is just how I am. You know, they looked at it wrong. They took it the wrong way. Well, so what? I did that. That's just what I do. He's never taken responsibility, accountability for anything. So for a person to never actually take responsibility, accountability for any of their behavior,
0: in my mind,
1: I'm thinking, well, if he won't take accountability for some of these these things that we heard that any person in in, in a place of employment would know. You clearly would be suspectable, you know, suspect to um, possible <laughs> sexual harassment. Then, to me, I would think that there might be other cases.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not well, more
1: than even for the ones that come out
0: already, more MIP after this message. So, folks, that that was a. This is why we need women's voices, and why we as men should listen to women. You all just heard me ask her was she surprised? And she said, no. Why? Because women live these experiences (laughs) every day. Right. I mean, this, this is when, once that culture exists, I mean, you kind of have to know that that's not as random. I mean, it is the culture that is, that is in the main, that's what, um, that's what what he was doing. Um, What do you think, uh, does a case like Cuomo's, uh, help the movement, the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, the movement against sexual harassment? Does the way this has played out and, and been resolved in his resignation, do you think it helps the movement in terms of, uh, of creating a, another type of culture where women feel comfortable coming forward? Christian.
1: You know, I think it's been it's been a it's been a slippery slope. I think it's been a little bit concerning how he's come forward. I feel that he's had too much of a platform to gaslight women in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even what has come out recently with Time's Up. You know, what's some of the stories of Time's Up with them calling. Um, you know, I think it's been it's been a really difficult place, I think, for survivors with the Kumo case. Um, and I, it concerns me because it's already, you know, statistics say that most women underreport. Most women, not just women, survivors, victims underreport. They don't come forward because they're feared that they won't be uh, they won't be believed. There'll be retaliation. Um and so when that's already believed, and then you have, you know, situations where when they do come forward, they're criticized, they're questioned, they're treated as if they're the ones that are wrong, they're, gas, they're, they're gaslit in public and social media, organizations which are providing resources, maybe aren't providing the resources, are also questioning or there's political organizations that are supporting the ones who are accused. I mean, there are so many different layers of complexity that happen with this (laughs) that I think it almost puts the survivors and the accusers in a position where it it makes them feel like, you know, where's my safe space to come forward and where is my safe space to um, be able to come forward and feel protected and not be re-traumatized, um, and and that's what my concern is like, we need to be able to create more safe space for, uh, for those who've been through these things to not be traumatized, um, and have a way to be able to have resources and not constantly put in their life where they're the ones who are on trial while yeah, yeah. the person who is accused is come being defended as they are the one that's the victim.
0: Yeah. yeah. Andrew Cuomo, folks, uh, resigning as the governor of New York, you've heard from the president of the National Organization for Women, uh, Christian Nunes, to get her view on it. And we're, we're thankful for that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step. It may be a small step, but we've got to keep, as you, you said, Christian, create the environment for women to feel as if they can, uh, as if they can come forward. Um, and, you know, we talked about your generation. It it just seems as if there's just this generation of men who've gotten away with this mm-hmm. all their lives. Mm-hmm. And this is their comeuppance. Uh, I mean, I, I know other men in other situations, not necessarily public, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it, it's it, it's hard to stop that habit. That's just what that's just what's always been accepted. It's been handed down. Um, and something's got to be done and I'm, I'm glad you're crying out about it. And and all men like me right, should be, should be joining me in, uh, in decrying that as well.
1: And I think this Robert Marcus, where men can come to place to challenge toxic masculinity. Cause that's really what we're talking about, right? Toxic masculinity, the belief that and the, and the, and the acceptance that there needs to be aggressively, um, uh, um, competition, and to dominate others, the socially acceptance of regression, you know, the socially um, acceptance of overly aggressive behavior, male violence, um, of responsiveness, uh, overly sexually of violence and aggression and um, sexualized violence. This exception that men can behave this way and that's just how men are. It, it, it leads to gender violence. It leads to sexual violence. It leads to men not being able to process their own emotions you know and we continue to accept this and don't talk about these things it just perpetuates in other areas that become very harming to this healthy healing um, healthy relationships i mean on so many different levels and it's not just for women to always talk about it It's also for men to hold other men accountable to not perpetuate and not not engage in it, not to allow it to happen in their lives to learn how to embrace their both sides of themselves, you know, and know that it's okay. And that's where
0: men can be very
1: powerful in this movement as well.
0: Yeah, no, I no, you're absolutely right. Folks, um uh, check out now. We invite you to go to the National Organization for Women. Get involved, uh, and uh, those of you and, and those of you who may used to have been involved. We gotta do like church Christian, you know, you have home um, mm-hmm. Folks, come back, come back. If you haven't been involved, especially those of you in the women's movement, uh, uh, want to get involved. I mean, women do need to organize. Women need to have their spaces to organize to uh, address women's issues. So I'm saying to this, this to you as a man, as a member of NOW, come on home, come on home and get involved. And we've got uh, yeah. a, 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 a president who's still new. I mean, this is just she's this is just her her reelection. And she hasn't been there that long. So she's still new and she's fresh and wonderful. And folks, get involved. And some of you men as well, if you're confused about what's going on, and what you should be saying and doing, uh, support this organization. Get involved so you can learn, listen and help us all as men speak out. And against toxic masculinity ourselves. So please, we invite you to go to now.org now.org. Yeah. If there are women if there are women in your life uh, gift them that's one of the nicest gifts you can give gift them a membership to now. Do that for them uh, and I know they'll appreciate that as well. Christian, as always, we appreciate you talking. To you. Folks, again, as you know, we're getting ready for August 28th uh, in Washington D.C. We're going to make the trouble uh, at the site of the March on Washington, where Dr. King spoke in 1963. Uh, and NOW is going to be there. Christian will be there as one of our partners. Yes. We want to make sure that all are represented. So now, we, uh, uh, Christian, we appreciate you, okay?
1: Yes, thank you for having
0: me. And definitely, if you need anything, please reach out. <laughs> Absolutely. Folks, go to NOW.org. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain.